This episode of the Elder Scrolls Online Play Sessions podcast is brought to you by listeners like yourselves. If you would go to our website at esoplaysessions.com, click on the Support Us page. We've got some links there to buy your video games through Green Man Gaming or over at Gamefly. Using those links uh, helps us out uh, and helps us to support the podcast, pay for the servers, things like that. Uh, So if you guys would do that, it would be a huge help to us. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. up everybody welcome to episode 10 of the elder scrolls online play sessions podcast i am one of your co-hosts luke and with us tonight we have jason hello hello jason so we wanted to jump in here tonight uh kind of talk about what's been going on with eso what we've been up to uh, what we haven't been up to and just kind of get caught up to speed with kind of the news and what's been going on here don't have a ton to talk about this evening uh, Jason and I have been having a little bit of a lull in our playing here for a, a little while, so <laughs> yeah. haven't been uh, haven't been in game too much lately. Not a ton. Yeah, but we thought we'd get in here, like we said, catch up on the news and kind of talk about what's going on. So I think the first thing we wanted to talk about is there was this great post on uh, the Elder Scrolls Online under their forums. Uh, by one of the guys named Tiny Thinker. He put up a real big post about uh, tips for healers. So kind of wanted to read over that. I know, Jason, you've been doing a little bit of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of see what you thought about it and how that yeah. was going. So do you want to kind of maybe read through the first part here and kind of mm-hmm. – you can paraphrase definitely and let us for know sure. what you think. Yeah. So I uh, I just got into – so I've been – I'm a veteran level six on my sorcerer and I just started healing. Like you said, I've kind of, I just like started healing veteran level dungeons and stuff recently, um, as a sorcerer, which by the way, sorcerers make excellent healers. Right. Um, actually you can heal great as any class, but anyway, so I read through these and I really like uh, what they have to say here. Um, so anyways, here I'll read number one. Sure. Okay, so the first one says, Consider the kind of healer you want to be. Every class has a self-heal ability, and every class can use a restoration staff. So if you want to primarily self-heal, there isn't much of an issue. If you want to be a group healer, there's different styles to consider. Yeah, so if you're just out there soloing stuff, um, yeah, you just do whatever. But if you want to be a group healer, there's definitely a lot you have to take into consideration, like I think. For example, a Nightblade can use Funnel Health Morph on the Strife ability to heal two allies while dealing damage, the Siphoning Strikes ability for a chance to get a return of extra Magicka with each attack, the Sap Essence Morph of Drain Power, which heals nearby allies based on the number of targets hit, or the Soul Siphon Morph Morph of the Soul Shred ultimate ability to damage enemies while giving health to three allies. Nightblades also have passives, increasing their total magicka and increasing the effectiveness of their class healing abilities. 
Let me just point out real quick. Yeah. I have I have run a veteran dungeon before with a knight blade healer, and he was excellent. So that's cool. It doesn't. I'm, I've even seen a dragon knight healer. So it doesn't matter what class you are; you can be a good healer. That's a cool thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Templar has an entire class skill line which offers abilities that remove negative effects, give healing over time, which are called HOTS, and offer large instant birth of health health to allies. The Breath of Life morph, morph I can't read tonight. The Breath <laughs> of Life morph of Rush Ceremony is an example of such burst healing and affects up to three targets. The Restoration Fat staff which any class can wield is also important as it offers hots as well as armor and damage resistance buffs yet it lacks burst healing a templar with a resto staff therefore has the most diverse and powerful array of heals in the game definitely agree with that i would say templars by far make the best healers yeah um but uh so this thing goes on and on and on um so it says, so why are there so many sorcerers who, who plays group healers, such as me? Okay, I'm a <laughs> sorcerer. I've been doing group healing, and I've had a lot of success with it, actually. Um, there, it's, it gives a reason here. It says, because sorcerers have passive abilities that decrease magicka cost of abilities and increase the rate of, ra- of magicka regen, uh, wearing light armor also has passives that do the same. Since all healing abilities take magicka, getting it back faster and spending less per ability means you can cast those more often. Um, so what really makes a difference, which I use this all the time, is Dark Exchange, which trades your stamina for magicka um, and health. So if you pick a race that already has magicka bonuses, such as a high elf, which is what I picked, and roll sorcerer, I'm a high elf sorcerer, mm-hmm. who wields a resto staff, uh, you... Uh, uh, what you lack in things like burst healing and removing effects like disease, you can make up for by spamming and stacking dots. That's exactly how I heal. Gotcha. Um, I I have so such fast magicka regen, and my spells take such little magicka. Um, being in all light armor, and you know I've got set bonuses and stuff. Um, that I just I basically can just spam heals the whole time and I never run out of magicka. So now are you mainly if, popping hots on everybody or I'm doing I'm doing hots. I always keep up hots and shields and I'm doing AoE uh, stuff. Okay. Uh, so you got enough to do it all. Yeah, cuz all I'm using is a resto staff. So I use all of the resto staff abilities and I'm okay. just kind of doing it all and I just kind of go I I mean you have to be smart, obviously. Even a sorcerer will run out of magic if you just nuke everyone with heals, even when they don't need it. Like I wait till people, till it looks like they're going to take damage. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't just. I always keep hots on, but I don't. You're not just, overhealing a ton. Yeah, you got to be careful not to overheal. Still, like you're not going to put a big old AOE heal down on the ground if the only person taking damage is a tank and he's barely taking damage. You know. Sure. Um, it also says if you have two sorcerers in the group wielding resto staffs, they can help buff each other's magicka while healing. Um, that's definitely viable. You can, you know, if you have a talented enough group, you can definitely rock two healers. Um, okay. Now, it says here, a Templar, on the other hand, even using light armor and a resto staff... Which is what I ma- have. Yes. Cannot match the magicka output of a sorcerer, which makes sense... Um, Because we have so much passive stuff. 
Mephisto right. sorcerers. Even with a Templar passive slightly reducing the cost of magicka based, stamina based, and ultimate abilities. However, a Templar does have passives that increase the effectiveness or duration of some or all of the class's healing abilities. Mending, for example, gives a 15 or 30% critical chance on healing received by allies in poor health. They can res fallen enemies or allies faster, and uh, they also have good burst healing. So. Yeah, that's something that I've definitely noticed, you know, while I'm in there cranking away, uh, that mm-hmm. when the tank starts to go down or stuff like that, it's real easy for me to crank him back up real fast. But he definitely, you know, goes up and down. We play, he, you know, goes all over the place yeah. with it when I'm healing him. For sure. So I would say if you're looking for a healer who is just going to last a long time without running out of Magicka, go for a Sorcerer. If you're looking for a healer who is going to keep you up in really high spike damage fights, I would say a Templar would probably be the best. Yeah. I wouldn't say one class is necessarily better than the other. It all depends on the player, obviously. Sure. Um, But whereas I would say the Nightblade and the Dragonite classes are inferior for healing, although the Nightblade is definitely far better than the Dragonite for healing. Gotcha. Um, but the Dragonite, you know, I've seen Dragonite healers that were, like, not bad, you know? That's good um, to know. At least they all have at least a little viability. <clears throat> yeah. So it all just depends on how much Magicka attribute points they want to put in and, like, if they want to wear light armor to heal. So, sure. Anyways, so all of that was number one. Consider yep. the kind of healer you want to be. Yeah. Okay? You want to do number two? Yeah, for sure. So number two, uh, wear light armor and use a restoration staff no matter your race or class. Uh, there is some acrimony over people using light armor because that because of the perceived difference in the quality and effectiveness of light armor passives versus heavy armor passives. Uh, the forum poster says he's heard of a buff or reorganization of heavy armor maybe in the works, but who can say? Uh, so that aside, as mentioned in tip number one, light armor passives decrease the magicka cost of abilities and increase the rate of magicka regeneration. Other light armor passives boost key offensive and defensive stats of the wearer as well, but having more magicka to cast and needing less to cast is greater for healing. So, I mean, that's something I definitely ran into for a while when I was out questing. I was kind of mm-hmm. doing a mix of light and medium armor just to, to get some more uh, armor on me. Uh-huh. And once I switched over to a pure light armor class and really started putting some points into the passives, one, I did notice my magic regen was huge. Um, yeah. And then I was able to handle just so much more, even just having those other passive buffs. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the second part is, again, your playstyle should determine your build and survivability is important, but so is not running low on Magicka at a critical time in a fight. I started with and still play a Dragon Knight who does fine as a secondary healer wearing heavy armor with Magicka bonuses. And I also play a Templar who wears light armory as a primary healer. As to weapon choice, in addition to the obvious benefits of a healer using a restoration staff, it returns 10% of the user's Magicka every heavy attack. Mm-hmm. So that's a definite definite bust, but plus two is having that ten percent regen when you're using mm-hmm. those heavy attacks because that's kind of how I mainly sit when I'm primary healing is I'll just sit back there casting my heavy attacks over and over, still doing some DPS when I can, and then keeping my heals up for sure. All right, so the next one says 
uh, and this is important to keep in mind, you can't save everyone every time. If a group member stands in an area that is lit up red, unless they have a huge armor score and a great deal of investment in and buffs for their health attribute, um, they're going to be badly injured if not killed. Yeah, so basically, you can't fix stupid. Yep. Right? So if people are going to be standing in poop, as everyone likes to call it, or I do at least. I do too. People are going to be standing in stuff, and it, and they're just going to be like, oh, but you're the healer. Keep me up. Like, you know what? They're going to die, and there's probably nothing you can do about it because there are definitely boss abilities that will hit people for more health than they have. Yep. Like, they will get one <laughs> shot. Even Dragon Knights can get one shot. So, um, yeah, don't worry about it. If people die, if you're doing your job, you know, the thing that uh, is the thing with any MMO, I would say, especially this game, is people, you know, the classes, like, people need to kind of look out for themselves, you know? Look out for yourself first, and uh, also make sure you're not... uh, hurting anyone else yeah i was trying to pick my words carefully (laughs) Um, well and yeah i think that goes back to just how they designed the different you know uh roles to work is there's not necessarily a dedicated tank a dedicated dps and a dedicated healer you kind of rotate through those roles a lot more often so you can't do everything to for everyone every time exactly yeah and while there is like you know, there's definitely, like, tank healer and DPS, especially when you get into veteran dungeons in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, everyone kind of can do everything a little bit. Like, sure. I've, uh, I was in veteran spindle clutch the other day, and our, I can't, I don't know the names of bosses, but there was one boss where there was ads, and our tank was dealing with ads, and I'm a sorcerer, and I was sitting there using crowd control abilities and um, my thing where I teleport forward. forward. Mm -hmm. I can't think of what it's called right now for some reason. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I was using those things, and I was kiting the boss around while the other people were were damaging him. And, like, we, I mean, we killed the boss. It worked out just fine. Sure. So, you know. Um, Yeah. So So that was that one. So don't worry about it if you're healing and someone dies. It's not necessarily your fault. Right. But at the same time, it might be. Yeah. So. And so number four kind of ties back into that. It says, keep an eye on the group health meters. Let players know – or let players who keep repeatedly dropping health really quickly know about it unless there is an obvious and unavoidable reason why that is happening. So basically saying, you know, communicate with your team. Tell them when they're standing in poop. Tell them when they're taking damage when they don't need to. You know, it's it's very rare that you actually need – to the, if there's avoidable damage when it's okay to soak it up. Most of the mm-hmm. time, I'd say 99% of the time, you need to get out of that because sure. it's not it's not okay to sit there and let the healer just try to keep you up when you can be moving around and, and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and try and be polite with people when you do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we all get frustrated. And we all blow up people sometimes, maybe. But, <laughs> yeah, try and be polite because people will be much happier to group with you. Uh, if you are. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's that one. Uh, the next one says, you have to keep moving and dealing damage while keeping up your hots. Keep in an eye on the group health meters to know when burst heal is necessary. And keep doing damage to the opponents all at the same time. Okay? So, in short, healing is a lot of work in this game. 
um, if you want to really be maximizing your effectiveness. You yeah. could just be lazy and stand back there and just heal, but healers can actually do some decent DPS at the same time, and so um, you really got to be paying attention. Yeah. All right. In other words, you have to keep an eye on incoming attacks by enemies. You know, avoid those red circles and cones, as well as the location of your group members. Casting a healing or buffing spell when those that need it are uh, uh, when those that need it most are out of the spell's range isn't a great tactic. And yes, you have to do more than heal. In this game, everyone has to deal some damage. And if you're reusing Resto Staff, don't forget that magic return for heavy attacks already mentioned. That is a great point. Like yep. everyone has to be doing damage. There are bosses um, in this game that if everybody is not nuking it um, the whole time, and that includes a healer, and he has to be healing and nuking the boss. Uh, like there's there's timers, you know, there's yep. enrage timers on the boss, and some of them are pretty short. Um, and so it's like you just you just got to get the boss down. Yep. Um, and I've I've run into groups that constantly are wiping on these bosses because they don't get that that everyone just needs to be nuking the boss. Um, okay, there's for one sure. More. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just kind of to wrap it up, he says playing a healer right and well is very challenging and also very rewarding. If you're doing what you need to do, group members will still die sometimes, even if they are experienced and play their own roles well. Don't stress out about it. Just keep doing your job and enjoy yourself. So, yeah, it just comes back to, you know, keeping a cool head, keeping your head on a swivel, seeing what's going on, um, and just knowing that sometimes things go bad. So Yeah. And uh, the biggest thing is just have fun with it. You know, yep. like figure out your play style, whatever your class is. You know, obviously use a resto staff. Figure out your classes, you know, what, like if you're a Templar, you know, what abilities of yours do you want to use, what resto staff abilities you want to use. Um, and then keep in mind that every group you group with has a different play style as well. So you might not always have the same exact uh, rotation or right. something, you know, with each group. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's another thing that's, you know, very different than other MMOs is there's no... There's no rotation that everybody follows that this is the best rotation, do this or you're terrible. You can definitely tweak it and do your own thing. Yeah, I've run into that, especially with healing, I would say. Um, it's it's a, I feel like, coming from a WoW background, I feel like the healing in this game is a lot more situational yep. um, than it is. Whereas in WoW, I just, I just seriously face rolled across my keyboard and I just hit the buttons in a certain order a yep. lot of times. Exactly. I was, like, one of the top healers in our guild. So. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, in WoW, you have to pay attention. I mean, you have to pay attention and stuff, too. It's not completely face-rolling. It depends right. on the boss, but yep. some of them it definitely is. So, anyways, um, one other website. Okay, so the the healing thing's done. Yep. There was a, another website called the Imperial Library that we just kind of stumbled upon a little while ago. I haven't had a ton of time to check it out, but... I think we're going to include links to all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Right? Okay, so this one, imperial-library.info, it's a really cool place for new players or people who are new to the whole Elder Scrolls universe, I would say. You can come here and you can check out all sorts of stuff about lore in the game. Um, like, If you're like, man, I want to know the background of the Nine Divines or the Daedra or... 
um, I want to know about a certain race. You know, I want to know about the the Argonians and like their history. You can come to this website and read all about the Argonians. Um, you can come and read about the geography and the history of of Tamriel. You can uh, check out uh, things about different novels in the game. Um, I I haven't even started scratching the surface of this. Yeah, there's, like there's a, a lot of info there. Yeah, it looks like there's a ton on the site. So I recommend you guys just check out the site if you're at all into like lore and like knowing more about the Elder Scrolls universe than just uh, than just you know playing it and yeah. doing stuff. And like yeah. Jason said, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. The show notes are over at our website. It's esoplaysessions.com. So you can check it out there and we'll have we'll have links to all this stuff right there. Mm-hmm. So some other things that I kind of wanted to talk about were just some of the patch notes. Uh, not only for uh, for the current, uh, the you know, the live server, but then they've also got some patch notes for the next set of uh, of patches on the PTS, which is kind of cool to read over. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So, real quick, I mean, there's just kind of the the latest patch right now is uh, patch 1.1.5 just went live uh, this morning, actually Tuesday, June 17th. Uh, just some some basic fixes. Fixed uh, some equipment in uh, the Alliance Wars and everything out there. Fixed some sorcerer uh, Daedric summoning stuff, so it corrected a tooltip. Just some simple things like that. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that uh, I saw that I had problems was uh, this uh, known issue where you would see an in-game loading screen appear when you haven't zoned, uh, and so it just kind of pops up mm. and loads you in, and you're like, what the heck is going on here? So mm-hmm. that's a nice fix that they got that in there. They fixed a whole bunch of quests uh, all over the place, the Mage's Guild, the main quest, all kinds of stuff. So just some good maintenance that they've been doing there. Yeah. It's good to see them still keeping up with everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot going on and especially with them focusing so much on these big content patches, like we'll talk about here in a second, they're still, you know, really keeping up with all these bug fixes and stuff. So I, I really think Xenomax is doing a good job keeping up with that still. They really are. So if anyone from Xenomax is listening, just want to say, keep it up. You guys are doing awesome. I think the game is getting better and better and better as time goes on seeing less and less bugs the only bug i've been having see i haven't been having that loading issue bug Mm -hmm. i read that and i was kind of surprised because i'd never i'd never seen that um the one bug i have is every now and then um if i reload my ui for whatever reason um uh, one thing that happens sometimes when i reload my ui is all my add-ons all of a sudden turn off and not mm. just like turn off like the game doesn't see them anymore and i have to quit out of the game and oh, wow. load the game again for yeah. it to recognize i haven't run into add-ons. that one so that happens uh not a ton but sometimes mm-hmm. you know i I'd, I'd say it's happened to me in the last i haven't played really in almost a week but i would say in the couple of weeks um before that Basically, since Craglorn was launched um, until a week ago or so, I would say it probably happened to me ten or a dozen times, maybe. Yeah. But. So that's what's current on the live server. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about what's coming up on the PTS, which is kind of a little bit more exciting. So uh, version 1.2.0 is currently being tested. Uh, we've probably still got at least a couple weeks before this comes out, I would guess. 
Um, but some of the things they're coming out with there is they're introducing the new veteran Crypt of the Crypt of Hearts dungeon. Yes, um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be very cool. Um, and then they're also finally adding the, the field of view slider, which everybody has been asking about for a long, long time. So that's finally making it in. And uh, then they're also they kind of just say they're improving interactability with the world. So they're kind of making a lot of things more. Uh, you know, uh, things you can interact with more so you can go around and pick up armor and weapons, uh, kind of like you do in Skyrim and Oblivion, just picking oh, up everything. Yeah. It doesn't sell for anything. Uh, they're all low quality and they're all worth zero gold, but... That's kind of cool. You can. Yeah, you can still go through there. And they are upgradable, so you can always use that and kind of get some more points in your crafting skills. Yeah, that's cool. So um, those are the... Let's... Go ahead. Oh, I'm just... Yeah, I'm just kind of reading through these right now as well. Um, yeah. It's got some, you know, class updates and quests updates and stuff. Yeah, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, it looks like they're fixing about. It looks like they're fixing a lot of stuff on the on the server end too. There, you know, a lot of syncing issues that they're having with the different, you know, different zones and stuff. Seems like they're hopefully yeah. getting through a lot of that. Ooh, here's something exciting for the guild store for anyone that uses the guild store. It says it will now be possible to filter by veteran rank ranges in the guild store. Oh, that'll be nice. So that's good. So, yeah, because I'm a veteran and I hate getting on the guild store because I feel like all I ever see on there is low-level stuff. And i got to read through everything to find what I want. So that'll be good. The button appears to the left of the le- level range label and when clicked, change the level to a VR range. Weapons and armor can now be filtered by trait. That's good. Crafting materials can now be filtered more easily. Um, for example, in blacksmithing, you can now specify what you're looking for relevant to blacksmithing. If you want to, So you'll now be able to search for motifs or for style materials or specific armor trait slash weapon trait. Um, so if you're like, man, I really need a sword with a defending trait. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be able to search in the guild store for sword with defending trait. That's cool. Kind of thing. So that's really cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah, food is no longer listed in two places in the filters, um, and it, yeah, there's a couple other things, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm the guild store has needed an update big time, so yeah, that's exciting. So, so I got a question for you. When it comes just to future patches, what's what do you think the thing that you're looking forward to most in the game? What's what's missing from Elder Scrolls Online right now? Okay, yes, well. A couple things, um, and some of these I know we're going to see eventually. Like one of the big ones is I really, really, really want to see Solitude in Skyrim. Sure. Um, so I want to see them finish putting in Skyrim. I think that is the zone that needs to be in more than any other zone. Okay. Just because people love Skyrim, you know. Yeah. And people want to see that, so. So there's so there's that you know I want to see the other zones they haven't made yet obviously but other than that I would say a couple things I really want to see is I really want to see um, uh, I kind of miss the glass armor ooh I kind of wish yeah. they would implement glass armor back into the game because I really like that from Oblivion and from Skyrim. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really make sense that armor is made out of glass. <laughs> but, you know, bulletproof glass armor, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, so I would love to see glass armor. 
I would love to see uh, some sort of housing, kind of like in Skyrim, in the the um, Hearthstone patch, or no, is that WoW Hearthstone? What no, is, well, har- the har- there was the Hearthstone was that, patch for yeah, Skyrim. Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, I forget what. Yeah, so where you um, could build your own house. Yeah, I would love to see something like that where it zones, like where you when you get to the house, like it zones you in, and you can customize the house and stuff. I'd love to see your character be able to marry NPCs. Basically, there's a bunch of stuff from Skyrim. Yeah. I would love that. I think is totally implementable. Make up a new word, I think, (laughs) um, into the game um, with a little bit of phasing, maybe. Sure. Um, No, I think that would be awesome. Okay, here's one thing that might be controversial. Um, I would love to see a limited number of shouts, okay? Mm. Okay, I know you're not Dragonborn in this game, but... You don't have to be Dragonborn to be able to do shouts, okay? If they made it some sort of skill where you could, where even if it took forever, you know? Because think of the the dudes on top of the mountain in Skyrim. Sorry for anyone who hasn't played Skyrim. Spoiler right here. Spoiler right <laughs> But there's those, what are the guys called? Uh, I forget their name. They're up. It's called Throat of the World is the mountain. Yeah, they're in the Throat of the World, and they're not the Moth Priests. That's Oblivion, but they're the uh I forget they're the what they're dudes. called. The 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 way of the voice guys, okay? Yeah. We'll call them that. And that, um, anyways, they have learned and have mastered the voice through training. Yep. Through time, you know, but they're not Dragonborn. Dragonborn, his whole thing is he can learn the shouts instantaneously. Yeah, by reading the dragon text. Yeah, and, and absorbing a dragon soul. So I would love to be able to see a couple shouts because, like, I think – that was the coolest thing about Skyrim that made the game super fun was just like this shout ability. So now, is it just the customization that you get from the shouts or is it just how they have such different spells that they do? Like, you know, I just different both. actions. Like, okay. I understand if they weren't going to put in shouts that like change the weather, like light storm sure. call, you know, because everyone would just be doing storm call all the time in the towns and you'd never go anywhere with clear skies and that would be dumb <laughs> but it would be cool if they had things yeah you know like some of the ones like uh the one that makes you uh that knocks back enemies you know it does sure. like, a shockwave and knocks them over or just fire breath or frost breath stuff like that you yeah. know um or maybe the uh I don't know. They could like go through the shouts and be like, okay which ones are actually viable for an MMO and Yeah. Like, so I think that's the thing I I kind of wish. No, that would be most. that would be that awesome. And the glass ar- that and the glass armor. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think for me it, it it's similar to the shouts. I think I just want to see more customization when it comes to the spells. Um, yeah, you know, I would love to be able to kind of go back to the Oblivion crafting style where you can really get in and make your own spells and tweak it to have this, you know, do mm-hmm. this and have this much fire and this much frost and kind of combine all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of make it more personal where, you know, it's great how many different, you know, uh, different traits, uh, trait lines you can have and everything. But to break down that spell casting even more, I just think would be would be really fun and make it make it a profession, you know, make it where you're a wizard or whatever you want to call casting profession. Yeah, exactly. And you have to train in it and you have to get mats to to create your own spells and stuff. But then when you do, you can really tweak them out. I think that would be just awesome. That would be very, very cool. Yeah. I, I definitely like that idea. That would help. I mean, as, you know, obviously compared to, like, Star Wars, wow, this game is much, much less cookie cutter. Yep. 
but at the same time, something like that would take it even further. Exactly. Yeah. For those people really looking for the customization, you couldn't get much better than that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And one thing that, you know, I've heard rumors of that I really want to see is customization with armor. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a big, big, big time crafter. Like all of my professions are almost at 50 now. Um, I think my lowest profession level is like a 48 with the exception of enchanting. That's like 25 right now. But, um, and so one thing that I'm getting tired of already is just, even though I love the armor skins, I think they look great. I love how, you know, as you upgrade the armor and you're using different materials, to make the armor the the color scheme is different and everything. And they look more epic. I think that's great. But I've heard rumor that, you know, they might introduce dyes. Right. Yeah, I've heard that too. I would love to be able to dye individual pieces of armor. I would love it if they made um, some sort of uh, skin functionality in the game where where players could, uh, could take armors, existing armors in the game, and then, like, edit them on, you know... I don't know. I think it'd be cool if you could edit your armor. So like, more than like in a third party app. Okay. So like more than like transmogging your gear and making it look like other gear. Like you want to be able to, to design your own. Yes. And no, there okay. would have to be limits on it. Cause I don't want to see like some chick in a G string thong, you know, <laughs> running around kind of thing. But I think it would be, I don't know. It would just be cool if you could personalize it somehow. Like say I have this, really cool logo that I designed that I want to stick on the back of my robe or something, you know? If there was some way that I could import that logo into the game and I could put it on my robe. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, and I could make robes like that and sell it to people. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Have your trademark Um, on it. Yeah. Um, Be like, even if it had to be like, okay, well, you have to upload that logo to the Elder Scrolls website in a database they have. Have them check it. And have them check it and approve it kind of thing. Sure. And then it's available for you to make stuff just for your character to make stuff with that logo, and then people can buy it from you. That would be pretty rad. Yeah. So, I don't know. That would be be cool. So, that's just... Yeah, that's that. Yeah, very cool. Um, Well, let's see. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, real quickly. Yeah. Um, I'll just since the last time we did a uh, a podcast, I have been playing in Craglorn a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to go out there several times. Um, and one one thing I noticed a lot of people doing there's these anomalies out there where you go and you destroy this red crystal and this big old bony guy with six arms and six swords appears and it, uh, he has like fifty thousand health and. It takes a bunch of people to kill him, but every time you kill him, he drops a treasure chest that potentially has epic loot in it. Okay. Um, which oftentimes it does. Um, I probably, you know, I spent probably two or three hours farming those one time. Um, actually, I did that a couple times, and through those couple times, I probably filled my bags with nothing but blues and purples at least two or three times. Nice. Um, but they nerfed that uh, ah. a bit. They they nerfed the like not the the spawn rate of those guys, but um, they nerfed how often you can get loot um, from the treasure chest. Yeah, probably just to, slightly. Probably just to slightly. help with the botters. 
Exactly. So just slightly, though, you know. Okay. Um, if you wait several minutes, you'll still be able to get loot again. Okay. But the botters who are just going back and forth and back right. and forth. Yeah. So I'm glad they nerfed that, actually. But the thing that's cool about Craglorn is just that, you know, it's a cool-looking zone, but I really like how all the mobs are veteran level 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really requires a group to go around and quest, um, and it encourages playing together. And so I thought that was a lot of fun. I got in a really great group. Uh, we had, like, a v- VR12 DPS, and, like, I was healing. I was VR5 at the time, and, you know, we had a tank was, like, 7, and we had, like, a another DPS that was, like, a 6 or something. And... It, we were going through getting sky shards, and all the sky shards are in dungeons, right? Okay. Not, uh, and they're all instanced four-player dungeons. Okay. Like you're not, they're not public. You're not going to see other people in there. And but um, but it's not like you know, Crypt of Hearts. Sure, it's not a full-on. It's not a full-on dungeon, but there are bosses. You know, there are bosses in there that drop epic loot and stuff, and they're you know, it's just like a full-on dungeon in that sense except that it's not at the same time it's it's like going into a cave sure like a normal cave where but everything's just way harder and there's you know multiple bosses gotcha just like the one at the end well that's cool you you run in and get your sky shard and you kill everything and yeah it's really cool i think they made it a lot of fun getting the sky shards out there um and there's, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't done a ton in Craglorn other than getting sky shards and farming anomalies a tiny bit. But just letting everyone know, if you haven't done Craglorn yet, um, I recommend getting to veteran level one. Obviously, play at your own pace, but yeah, you're, I think you'll enjoy it. Like you, Luke, I think mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it a lot. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm actually going to get. I'm going to get some good time tomorrow to play. So hopefully, I can oh, level good. up a bunch. <laughs> good. Yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, yeah, and when you get to 50, you know, we're going to have to mob around and craglorn a bit. For sure. So, cool. Well, very cool. Well, thanks again for joining us, guys. Like we said, episode 10. Uh, so it's been a fun fun little run here so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely check out our website at esoplaysessions.com. Uh, you can leave comments there. You know, we've got some great community over there around Jason's kind of crafting corner that he's got there. So that's mm-hmm. been a big hit having people come and just talking about that and everything. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. It's ESO play sessions. So hit us up on there to questions, comments, you know, send us uh, your comments and everything right there. would love to hear what you guys have to say about the podcast and about the game. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much again for joining us and uh, we will talk to you guys later. See you.